0: Welcome to the show about great recommendations and the people who make them. This is what's good. Hey, this is Elijah Sauce, and today I will chat with Saren Silva. From taking Williams-Sonoma to $5 billion in sales to launching Hearst Corporation's first digital arm, Saren Silva has seen the ins and outs of the business world for over 20 years. She's now a successful intuitive coach working with high-achieving women to help them level up their careers, move successfully through transition, and thrive through uncertainty. Her approach is to meet each person where they are and without judgment and to create safe space for them to do their best work. Intuition plays a large role, allowing her to quickly understand the landscape, the individual, and to build a strong connection for true progress to be made. This ancestral-given unique approach combined with executive experience from the Fortune 500 makes her a powerful advocate and change agent for women. Women have gone into quantum leaping to CEO role, 2X in their earning potential, and becoming a force within companies such as Patreon, Discord, Microsoft, Equitable, Lumen, Apple Gap, Airbnb, Meta, and Genentech. Welcome, Sarin. How are you?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm doing really good. And I have so many questions. I'm the perfect person to talk to about this topic uh, because just looking at the world of astrology, for instance, my daughter who's 19 is absolutely obsessed with it. So I feel like, A, I don't understand it, and B, I'm super old because I'm not into what all the cool kids are into anymore. Um so yeah I I I'd love to hear about what that kind of looks like in terms of your day to day with the practical application yeah. of what you're working on now.
1: Yeah, great question. So as an intuitive coach, um I use a lot of different tools and I use these tools personally for myself to navigate my own life and I also use them as guides for my clients. Um, I believe that there are more than one source of wisdom. Astrology is one aspect of that. Our own bodily knowing is another aspect of that, which I call somatics. Then there's our gut instinct, which is, you know, shorthand for intuition. And then there's education and books and your peer groups and all the other things that you're exposed to. Um, the way I use astrology is sort of a compass, Um Astrology for me as well is also really complex to kind of wrap your head around. I've had a few astrological readings, but Chani Nicholas makes it so easy. Um, and I became a subscriber of hers about two years ago, and I don't think I could live without it.
0: <laughs> what, is that, what does that product look like with your subscription?
1: So it's an app, and she does, you put in your birth date, and she does a, um, a reading for you every week that's customized based on what's happening astrologically. And then she's also got meditations that you can do journal prompts. If you're into altars, like I am, I have an altar in my office. You can put different things on the altar that are going to help harness what's happening astrologically. Um, because I like to look at all the inputs that the human humans are exposed to. Um, and I've even nerded out on other products known as the farmer's almanac. I don't know if anyone's familiar with that, but it's 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 really interesting. But the Farmer's Almanac tracks all the weather and the behavior for plants and animals. And so sometimes I'll marry that in with the moon cycles, which correlate to astrology. A little complex, but I like to know what's happening on a planetary level and how that might influence um, what decisions I make, um, how I want to show up in the world, what to be aware of. Um, like, for example, tonight we're supposed to have a full moon. Blood Moon. And it's a great night to set intention and manifestation. That's something that Shani calls out in her app. So when there are certain moon events, I like to try to take advantage of those.
0: I think it's so interesting that uh, when when looking at some of the things that you had mentioned in your form about what you wanted to recommend, the kind of work you do, and then I'm immediately. Uh, thinking, oh, yeah, my daughter's into some of this stuff. Me, I'm tech, science. I don't, yeah, none of this. And I think, and this just goes for everything in life. It's really these big series of Venn diagrams, right? And there's overlap with everything. And you started talking about somatic responses. Oh, super familiar with that. Have read so much about that. 100% believer in it. Talked about journaling as part of this offering in that one product. that every day you talked about the guided meditations i'm like yes absolutely see so much value so it's it's just so interesting i think that uh so commonly we'll, we'll we'll shut out an entire genre because one thing we just don't know that much about or how it ties into the other aspects of these of these different practices and it's just it's just really cool like how how many different directions this goes as far as what you're trying to help people with ultimately right
1: Right. And and it's almost like I'm the, I'm the lab. And then if a tip tool or trick or app works for me, I'll then incorporate it into what I recommend to clients or what I talk about in content. Um, because why not? And you've got to practice what you preach. Um, but yes, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head in terms of the Venn diagram. There is a ton of overlap. And what I like to do is I like to not believe in anything too firmly or dogmatically. Um, and allow for things to flow Um, because I don't really know. I don't know if we all know the exact answers to everything. I think we like as human beings to have answers to everything, but I I like to look at things through a directional lens and use it as input. Take what resonates, leave what doesn't resonate. So for someone like you, who's more on the tech science end, um, take what works and take what doesn't resonate. Download Channy's app. Put in your birth date, you know. Start seeing what the personal readings are. Sometimes I'll get things, and I'm like, yeah, no, you know, like that. That's about an apartment. I don't have an apartment. I'm older than that now. (laughs) Oh, so it'll get that that specific. Like it'll It'll, call out,
0: it's this object that is in your orbit in your life right right now. And oh, wait, I don't. That object doesn't even hold context to me.
1: But then I don't throw it out because of that. I'm like, okay, well, that doesn't apply to me. So I'm gonna let. I'm gonna let that go, and just see what other things resonate. So. Um, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but after 23rd of August, Chani was saying that we're going to have six planets um, retrograding at the same time and to try not to make any weighty decisions. Now, obviously, there are going to be decisions that, you know, you got to make you got to pay your bills, you got to go buy groceries or whatever it is. But just loosely, how do you hold that notion and what would you shift or not shift because of that information? Um, and Shani just has mm. a really great way of demystifying astrology. Because I got to tell you, the first couple times I looked at astrology, I was like, this is really complicated. This hurts my head. And there might yeah. be something really good in here, but I don't know what it is. And the quantitative part of me was like, I don't understand. I don't know if I want to understand. Um, but Channy, she just makes it super easy to understand. And she starts off by almost like in a storytelling format. And she's also no nonsense. And one of my favorite words that she uses is sweetness. She talks about the sweetness of life and where to infuse sweetness. Hmm. Um, So, you know, if I'm going to be working with a client who's maybe going through something, maybe I need to show up in a little bit more of an open or sweeter way. Um, And sometimes I run out of really interesting journal prompts. And she marries those prompts to what's happening astrologically.
0: Oh, that's interesting. I like that. Yeah. I'm I'm using a journal called day one and they yeah. have some prompts in there. I've been using this thing for about 10 years. Uh, can't, can't, can't recommend journaling enough to just get all of the psychic noise rumbling, rumbling around in your head out on a paper or a screen, whatever works for you. I can't write anymore because I've spent too much time on keyboards. So I just have Same. to type it out. <laughs> but yeah, I, I started digging into those prompts and I found a lot of them pretty interesting and then started making my own for, you know, Oh, feeling a ton of anxiety. I'm going to use this prompt to try to get some of that out or, you know, want to spark creativity. I'll use this other prompt. So that's, that's really cool as well. What's um, your
1: favorite prompt?
0: Oh, mine are mine are so dorky. It's uh, <laughs> a lot of it is is kind of leading with focusing on what's the one big thing that I want to get done today. So mm-hmm. that's a productivity prompt. Uh, but I always have something about gratitude in there as well. So I have a prompt about what am I what 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 am I most grateful for right now? Or if I'm not really feeling grateful, if I wanted to pretend that I was feeling grateful, what would that look like? You know, really trying to Get that kind of energy going. Um, and then I have all sorts of weird prompts around uh, fitness goals and stuff like that, and reflections and looking at data. And uh, I'll even take photos of what I've written out for a workout that day so that I can go back and see how that correlates to my mood. I use emojis that are tied to uh, numerical values so that I could export the entire journal and then try to find correlations of what I was feeling or what I did to how it affected my mood to then try that to do more so of that cool. so yeah it's very geeky um it's not you're
1: doing it with technology and i'm doing, <laughs> doing it with, tech, yeah. with energy and <laughs> and with some of the tools that i use it's really interesting
0: that's right and, and you mentioned so getting something that felt like it was out of context for you and discarding that, but then going to something that resonated more with what was happening in your life right now. Do you have any examples of where one of these insights that was brought to you really made you either think about something differently or act in a different way that had a real positive outcome in your life?
1: Sure. That's a great question. Um, So like I said, I don't hold on to anything too tightly, but if I have a really big decision to make, let me give you an example of that. Well, I had to decide whether or not I was going to buy the house that I'm in. I've only been here for four months. And I was really concerned about whether or not my old house would sell because the market's been sort of strange. So I looked at my, astro- my astrology before making the decision to accept the offer because I actually wasn't happy with the offer that I got. Not 100% because of the um, economy. So it's basically like make a decision on this day versus this day. Um That's one example of how I've used it. Um, I've also used it to advise my clients. Like I mentioned, August 23rd, I was already talking about that today. I said, you know, hey, if you have any really big decisions you need to make. And I, I try to make sure I do it not in a fearful way. I don't think there's anything to be afraid of. Well, what happens if I do it on August 24th? I don't know, but I don't think you need to be scared about it. So using it as an input to make big decisions, like with my home and moving here. Um, was a pretty big one. And then I also use my intuition a lot on that, um, which is how do I feel about it? Do I feel grounded in the space? Does it feel like someplace that I can imagine that this is where I want to be and where I want to spend my time? You mentioned gratitude earlier. That process, That process of gratitude really unlocked a big part of my life when I started realizing all the things that I had to be thankful for. Um, the first part of my life, I think was kind of a jerk and (laughs) explain,
0: explain a little more. I'm I'm so curious. Uh, I saw all of that corporate history. So maybe that kind of goes hand in hand with, uh,
1: yeah, well, not the corporate people are jerks, but it's a competitive environment. I was in a competitive environment. I was working in advertising agencies, um, on huge brands and, Um, there's just a lot of competition and to be the best and to do the best job and to have the best client relationship. And for me, after doing that for a really long time and really being caught up in my ego and narcissism, I think I was really reactionary, right? Get people in line, get what I need to get, bark orders out, (laughs) you know, once I had a, a team underneath me and there was a lot on the line too. Um, but I, uh, I moved out to Colorado 12 years ago and uh, from San Francisco and it just made a, a really huge change in terms of opening up that there's more life than work. Um, and to be grateful for everything I do have, you know, on any given day, somebody's suffering from something, am I really suffering? Cause I'm in traffic that doesn't, I mean, you know, it's all relative, right? Some people would say, well, it is suffering. Yes. Right. And I don't have, you know, a disease or something. So I try to, I really use that practice and the way I look at astrology and the way I look at intuition and body wisdom in an open, expansive, sort of positive way for me. So what that looks like is, you know, I wake up today, I do mindful stretching, I'll do a meditation to just get ground in my body off. Like right now I can feel the chair.
0: Is this all from the single app? Like all from Chinese app or are you, are you reaching out to app, different tools? Some of it's
1: a blend. Yeah. Some okay. of it's from the app and some of it is stuff that I've read and kind of blended and connected to it. Um, but I just, I just love how I, I think that spiritual tools and astrology should be super accessible to people. And she just breaks it down. It's not like a weird web page where it's got like unicorns and stuff on it. And you're like, right. What is this? Or really crazy astrological diagrams where you're like, I don't know what this is. Um, but you know, she's a great person to start your day with, like to hear her voice and talk about the sweetness of life. And, um, and that's how I use it.
0: That's awesome. You know what she said about being in corporate America and it, Mm-hmm. kind of gets its hooks in you the deeper mm-hmm. you are and the longer you spend in that environment and people have this idea about politics in general it's like oh yeah it's kind of a lot of conniving and it's a little slimy and it's just that's politics and then you hear about the political culture inside of corporations and kind of mirrors that like it really uh, there's a lot of pushing people aside to get in front of them and aligning yourself with the right people not necessarily because you like them but but because they can be an advocate for you inside of the organization, and yeah, I've, I, having having done my time as well uh, in that in that world, it does chip at your soul a little bit, and sometimes it takes getting out of it to look back in and realize what was happening inside, right?
1: And that's why I'm a coach, intuitive coach. A lot of the women that I'm working with have gone are in corporate environments, and they're it's really hard on the soul. It is. And if you're sensitive, which there's nothing wrong with being sensitive, it's a lot. And so there's a lot of tears. I was talking to a woman yesterday who was saying to me, um, my job makes it so that I can't share any of myself because I have a goal as a salesperson to close a deal. And so I'm always at the service of my clients and I have to suppress so much she goes, that makes it really hard for me to be my authentic self. So what I do with someone like her is really open her up, kind of expand her thinking. And that's where an astrological tool like the app can come in and like try some of these. When I usually tell people to journal, and I'm glad you're such a huge fan and I'm a fan. I get a lot of eye rolling and I'm too busy for that. I get a lot of that. Um, But you got to unload that head trash.
0: Yeah, I think about it like brushing my teeth. It's like, uh-huh. eh, yeah. I don't really enjoy it. It's two minutes. Like the journaling, you know what? 10 minutes, you can get a lot out in 10 minutes. It goes by really quickly. And yeah. it's just starting is the hard part to carving up, protecting the time to be able to do it is the difficult yeah. part, right?
1: Totally. But, yeah, and it's so much value. Say, write one sentence, I'll say.
0: Yeah, write one sentence, <laughs> right, write you're one
1: thing things. that you're grateful for. I don't for. want to do this. <laughs> okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. One, th- one thing, one thing I, I, I really love about it. Uh, Being in a digital format, uh, even though I've heard time and time again, if you can just get something in your hand and scribe it onto a piece of paper, there's something about that transfer of what's inside onto the piece of paper and you're looking at it and you're going through those kinetics of moving your hand is supposed to be so much better. But to advocate for the the digital side of it, um, I'll use tags as well. So uh, using like the example of anxiety when you're in the throes of anxiety or making a tough decision or or something that's just really causing you some kind of suffering it really does feel like in that moment regardless of how many times you've been through it before that it's just never going to end right everybody feels this is forever oh my nerves are just on fire i can't sleep i can't stop thinking about this this is never going to end everything comes to an end so Mm -hmm. if i for example tag that entry with tough decision or anxiety or i'm feeling sad whatever it might be i can then look up those tags later the next time something comes up whether it's weeks months or years later and i can see in that evolution of the journaling of exactly when it ended and it's just this perfect illustration of it's 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 not somebody else telling me it's me telling myself look here's when it started this went on for you know five or six days and then it was over it was over like then you felt okay again It's such an awesome thing to have.
1: Yeah, and there's an element of celebration to that, too. And a lot of times I tell people the only way out is through. I didn't come up with that. But when I'm going through a hard time, that's what I think about. And imagine with your example you just shared, what if you could overlay astrology into that and what was going on with the planets? So I'm super
0: curious about what that looks like. And especially when you talked about this decision-making matrix or how you, how you arrive at one decision versus another, when it may feel like you're being tugged in both directions. Um, you know, personally, I'll start with like pros and cons lists of both and try to look at that. And it's funny because having gone through all those exercises, talking about that somatic response inside of you, uh, and I've heard this so many times, you really know, what you want to do the most or what you think is going to be best, like immediately, you don't have to make the list. Uh, you may not even have to get the astrological reason you you can, you, you just feel inside like something, something feels more like a yes. And it's so rare that it's actually even, or somebody said, okay, make a decision right now. You have five seconds. Like the thing that you say is most likely the way that you should probably go or what your heart is telling you. What 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 is it in those readings that would point you towards one direction versus another? If you really do feel kind of, I uh, can't really get to the somatic sense of what this feels like or my pros and cons are 50-50 on both sides, what, is, what, what does that tool help you do?
1: It helps me stay positive and stay in the light. And I need the positivity sometimes. So last week was a really hard week. It was four days where I was like, you got to be kidding me. And I don't know if this was a self-fulfilling prophecy, but my reading for that week from Chani was also like, hey, it's going to be a little lumpy bumpy. But she doesn't paint the brush too um, firmly, I should say. So um, I used it to just be aware that something might be happening during that week. But she does the delivery in a really light way. Um one of the things about astrology and about intuition is that everyone does it differently. Some people are not great at it. Some people don't do it with integrity, and Chani really does it with integrity. So going back to what does that do for me physically? She provides a grounding and a calmness and an understanding and support of the human condition in a way that is non-judgmental. And that feels very heart forward. And when you talk about corporations, as we were a little while ago, that's the antithesis of that, right? Not because people are mean and evil and da, 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 like fill your, fill your story up. I feel, I feel like human beings are very creative, can tell lots of stories to ourselves, but so I'll leave that aside. But it is the antithesis to this sort of competition. It's like, we're all in this together and here are the things to look out for this week. And so when I'm going through my week, am I sitting there word for word with what she said in the app? Like making all my decisions on that? No. But I'm like, okay, there's there may be some stuff coming up. And when last week got hurt, I was like, hmm, I kind of wonder where this fits with on a planetary level. Um, because there are correlations. I mean, it's the same thing I was talking about the Farmer's Almanac, which is my other favorite. Um, it's a website. Um, there are cycles of when you're supposed to plant crops that are based on the sea and the patterns of the ocean and the currents. Okay. So. Why wouldn't that affect us as human beings to some extent how do How do we know for certain that astrology and these other tools are wrong?
0: Yeah, I'll be the first to admit that I know very little. There's a lot more that I don't know than I do, and that's just yeah. <laughs> You don't have to go too far back in time, right? In your youth and realize that you didn't know anything. And oh, yeah. so why 10 years, 20 years, 30 years later, would you know that much more than you did back? There's probably yeah. more that you don't know than that yeah, you
1: do. Totally. Um, but yeah, it's all just information and you get to be empowered and choose. And we talk about somatics, you know, like you were saying, your body knows. And there are plenty of, um, you know, Otto Scharmer is someone that I'm a big follower of who teaches presencing and how to be present in business in your personal life. And it's actually skills. And that allows like a somatic, like comfort and grounding and understanding one's own body and how we move through the world. So astrology is one of those inputs. Um, you know, the earth is another one of those inputs, a good book, science, all of that is welcome. It's all welcome. I'm not an either or person. I'm yes, a so answer. it's so
0: interesting. Uh, from, from, from the outside and not having really any experience with astrology. And when you talk about it being helpful for decision-making, my brain immediately goes to, okay, you're on the fence with something. And now this is going to tell you which way to go. And what, what, what you're saying is really holistically, it's just putting you in a better, more receptive place to make a a, a calm, even keeled dec- decision based on many factors, instead of just being, caught up in the frenetic energy of trying to go one way versus another.
1: A hundred percent. What you just said, a hundred percent. It provides like a grounding and a holding and a container. Um, That's why I was talking earlier about everyone practices differently and some people practice that integrity. I always believe that the individual, like you or me, we know what's best. Yes, things get muddy and crazy, but if apps practices like journaling, exercise, whatever it is, can help us and prop us up when it's really hard, why not?
0: Yeah, it, it, one of my favorite things with really tough decision-making where I feel like I'm being pulled in many different directions and can't really get any clarity, my, one of my favorite questions to ask is, what would happen if I just did nothing? Like, yeah. what would happen if I just didn't I make the that. decision? And it opens up, uh, you know, a, th- a third a third turn you could take that <laughs> you don't really think about, well, Yeah, you know, and and sometimes you really do have to decide like it's going to be A or B. But 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 often we get tricked into thinking that we have to make some decision that we don't have to make. At least not right now. We could just punt it and, like you said, uh, try to gather some other tools or wait until the time where we feel like we're in a better place to make that decision.
1: Yeah, I love technology, and I worked on technology marketing for a million years, but. I feel like technology, the older I get, the more I'm like, we put too much stock in that. So we're, we're one step removed from our own being, right? Doesn't mean I throw out anything that I experienced and anything that I learned. I still love it, but I see people becoming more and more reliant on tools for everything. And that's again, why I like something that's directional. that kind of connects what's happening externally beyond kind of human cognition to help provide that. Cause I want people to ultimately feel empowered to make their own decisions. Like for you, for you, maybe no decision on that day was a good thing. And Hey, what if you had an astrology app in your pocket and you pulled it out and you're like, today's actually not a great day for decisions. Well, maybe that confirms my decision. And, and it'll get something. specific
0: like that for you. Like say, mm, yeah, uh, if you can punt this, punt this because <laughs> things aren't looking like they're in your favor right now to have the clarity to decide a or B.
1: Yeah. And sometimes I look at the other signs and what's happening with the other signs and the relationships I have with people are in the other signs. And I'm like, okay, well, they might be particularly heated to right. so look out for that. Right.
0: <laughs> right. So when you, when you start working with somebody, do you have a go-to list of things that, um, of course, nothing is one size fits all, but people, probably come to you for a lot of the same reasons, or they feel stuck in the same ways and they're in many of the same positions that they have to contend with things in corporate America. Do you have a go-to list of, I think you should, these are like three books you have to get. Um, it, it, obviously that app you highly recommend to people. Um, what, what other tools or books or things like that would you yeah. recommend to the people you work um,
1: with? I really do a lot of somatic recommendations. So meditation is key. Everyone's heard about it. It's like journaling. People are like, yeah, yeah, I know I should do it. Well, that's what provides the break in the brain, right? Thoughts are coming fast and furious. And if you can take out five minutes to just clear the slate. And then when I'm working with women, because I really believe in women's empowerment, giving them these tools that they can use them. Um, So meditation being one grounding, which is sometimes for some people, if they're really stressed when they call me, it's I'm like sit down on the ground. Go outside and sit on a patch of grass. And if you can, if you're not in a big giant city and, you know, just make contact with the earth. Um, As far as books, it's really, there are quite a few. My favorite, one of my favorite books is about radical acceptance. So that's accepting what's happening in the present moment. Yes, things suck. I'm not telling people that, oh, you're going to read this book and your life's going to be fantastic. I try to keep it real. But I do think that there's something to radically accepting a situation versus trying to fight it. Um, I also am huge with Alan Watts, who's a little bit out there as a thinker. Um, he is no longer with us, but he's done several books. The only My only challenge with Alan is that he um, was not a huge feminist, <laughs> but, but it's also based on the period of time. And, uh, what I'm really focused on is empowering women, but I like Alan Watts. I think like things that are really out there. And I also do a lot of retreats. Um, I like to go to and Big Sur in California
0: and do workshops.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm about to go do a 10 day silent meditation, um, at a monastery, which should be really interesting. That's awesome. So I'm constantly just trying different things and then using my intuition to select what's going to work for a person. If I have someone, like one of my clients right now, she's trying to go from um, a VP position to a CEO position. If I tell her to go on a a retreat at a monastery, she'd be like, are you nuts? So I'll use different tools. Um, But yeah, some of the work is also based on uh, his, I forgot his first name, but Dr. Gay's work, which is, brings in a lot of somatics. Um, I just think the body knows a lot. And I think our gut knows a lot. And a lot of times we go external for an answer versus like looking here, like you were saying earlier, like you, you know what a yes feels like. Someone asks you to go to dinner. You don't really maybe want to go with them. or Maybe you don't feel like going your body knows you don't want to go. And they're like, Hey, we're going to eat anchovies for three meals. And you're like, that sounds terrible. Um, That's a really good example, but that's, that's a long winded answer to your
0: question, but anyways. Is the Radical Acceptance, is that a Tara Brock's book? Yes. Okay. And, and have you tried any of her guided meditations as yes, well? Yes, I have. Like, I, I love, I love them. She's amazing. He is amazing. Yeah, Tara, Tara Brock's amazing. Um, yeah, the, the 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 whole gut response of, you know, oh, is it a yes or no, or I feel obligated, I heard I think it was a uh, Derek Derek Sivers. Um, yeah, I love Derek. This, yeah, he's awesome. He has that book, uh, "Any Anything You Want," such a great uh-huh. book. And there is a chapter about yeah, I'm kind of overwhelmed with all these inputs and I feel obligated to do this. And he said he reached a point in his life where if it wasn't a hell yes, then it was just a no. So like, you know, oh, do you want to come out to dinner with these guys and do this? And oh, well, I don't really drink. and I know they're going to be drinking and I don't really like that restaurant already. It's not a hell yes. It's just a, no. It's so not. it's just an automatic no. And the more often you can do that, the more authentic you're being with yourself and how you spend your time and you're probably just going to be happier. I I love that framework of decision-making in that regard. Yeah.
1: Totally. In fact, someone said to me yesterday, is this a full yes for you? And I said, no, they wanted me to do some work with them, a client, a former client. And they're like, is it a full yes? And I said, no, it's not, but I'm going to refer you to someone who can help you. And if you're still stuck, come back and we'll find another resource. But yeah, this what does a full-bodied yes look like? Because you know.
0: You know. You know. And you can you try know. to talk yourself into otherwise, but you know.
1: <laughs> and if you don't know, then do some meditation. Do some journaling. Consult the stars if you feel comfortable with that. And that's why Channing makes it really easy to do. Um but yeah we we don't realize sometimes that we're only human, and um there's just a lot of technology going on, and it it can be very separ- separating from the soul, I believe,
0: yeah, and you had also mentioned in your notes about setting up an altar, and I'm so curious about what that looks like and how that how that how that fits into what you work with.
1: um, I use it a lot of times for something that I'm either working through as a problem or a challenge. Um, I'm also a medium. So sometimes people will ask me to pray for certain people. Um, I'm not religious, but I'm spiritual. So I'm looking at it right now. The altar has a bunch of different kinds of crystals. Um, for me, love and compassion are huge. So I have a huge one of those. I have a carnelian and that is meant to inspire creativity. Um, I'm a huge lapis person and a little bit of onyx to block any negative energy. And then, um, I have a few tarot cards that I pulled. Um, I do not read tarot in the traditional way. I like do like a poor poor man's tarot, so I'll pull a card sometimes. The reason why I'll in this one today is self-reliance. Um, and those are to serve as reminders because I do believe that um like the body, you can put things in motion by setting that intention. And then just stepping away and just seeing what happens. So for me, I, as I'm working, this is my work area. I can look over there and be like, okay, I'm focused on self-alliance and compassion right now. Um, but if someone is going through a hard time, I will use that altar space to, um, send as much like healing, good energy to them. And, you know, are we measuring how many Watts of energy I sent over? And if those went directly to them in the ICU, no, and that's okay for me, that's okay. Because the feeling is there and the vibe is there and the love is there. And so, you know, that's enough for me.
0: And are the objects that you put in there, is that a dynamic space where things will come in and out based on what you happen to be contending with?
1: Yeah. So there's the cards and then the crystals will rotate depending on what I'm trying to pull in. Um, I do a huge crystal collection. So I'll customize those. Sometimes I'll set up a power grid, um, which is a series of crystals in a specific position to manifest certain things, to aid the body in healing, to clear the space. Um, And people sometimes have me go into their homes. And if they're trying to sell their home, they'll call me and they'll be like, what can I do to try to manifest what I want out of the space? Um, Is that
0: just something that is always there and – in, it, basically it's this presence in your environment, or are there specific actions where you spend time in front of this in meditation? What what is that what does that look like as far as yeah, that plays question. a role in what you do?
1: Yeah, great that's a great question. Um I think the times when I do go to the altar are usually to send light out and I'll do that in the evening and I will light a candle. Um and maybe I'll have their name on a piece of paper. Um and I'll try to connect to that person or to their family um, in a healthy way with their permission um, to try to lend support um, as much as I can. Uh, also, I'm uh, Cypriot. My family's from the island of Cyprus and we're Turkish. So there's evil eye, a couple of evil eye talismans there um, that are around. So usually it's nighttime when I want to send something. If there's something going on astrologically, like I know tonight's the supermoon, I'm gonna set candles out and I'm gonna set intentions for what I want for August. Um and just kind of blow those into the wind. Um, it's funny, it's not like a gumball machine. People think it is <laughs> sometimes. Well, you're gonna set an intention, then tomorrow you're gonna to wake up and you know there's gonna be a like a car and drive it. No. That's right. I'm just setting an intention to guide how I want to live and who I want to be and how I want to show up in the world. Um, So it's like a form of accountability. Um, And Shani, even though I don't get to talk to her in the app, she's a support to that, right? Um, I didn't know what kind of super moon we had coming in. I didn't even know there was a super moon um, coming in and what, and what is the relevance of a super moon and how can you use it? So the relevance is those are high powered energy nights, where you can manifest and create change that you want. You can also create change for the world if you want that.
0: Now I know. My wife probably already knew because she's been talking about it. But I bet
1: she does. <laughs> she knows more yeah.
0: than I do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. I don't know. you seem you seem very informed. Um you 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 had another note here also about uh, Westman and I'm gonna butcher the last name, Alterior or uh Atelier. <laughs> yeah. What's that um, all about?
1: It's a totally different topic. But um, yeah, so Gucci Westman is this uh, Hollywood celebrity makeup artist that's been doing it for, I don't know, 20 years. Um, I'm not 20 years old, uh, nor do I think I want to be 20 years old. Um, No offense to 20 year olds. Uh, but there isn't a lot of, there aren't a lot of beauty products that are really catered to women that are clean beauty and that are light makeup. And so I guess how it would connect is those cosmetics are intentionally created in a pure way and they treat nature in an honorable way. And for mature women, which sounds like older than me, but maybe that's meant to be my group. um, The makeup is very like natural and like fresh face looking. And she produces everything really ethically. And it seems like she genuinely wants to help women look better Versus like fast fashion or fast makeup, like, you know, it sounds like you have a daughter. So, you know, a little bit about makeup, but, um, so I, I love her stuff and it's really also really portable and it's awesome.
0: Very so. cool. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely put a link to that as well. And yeah. you also have an event coming up called uh power of now as well, right?
1: Yeah. So a colleague of mine, she's also an intuitive. She's also a rock star media saleswoman um she has a company called soulful selling and her and i met through another person and um we recognized that we had the same interests and she also wants to use information to have people not information she also wants to help people access innate wisdom to create change in the world and to help drive solutions Which I didn't really say as overtly, but now with the event, that's what we're doing. We're bringing together several um, speakers and keynotes in Arizona for a two-day retreat where we're going to help people unlock their own wisdom through their body intuition so that they can have access to it. Like I've said, you know, the computer's great, but it is an external source, right? So I feel like you're, you're only... You're only using this much wisdom and there's a ton more. So the retreat will focus on helping people access it.
0: Sounds awesome. We'll definitely put a link to there where people can find out more information about it. And uh, yeah, it was really great learning more about this and hearing your recommendations. And uh, we'll make sure to link to people where they can find all of those in one place in uh, Vouch, uh, in our show notes. And yeah, it's really, really nice to chat with you.
1: Thank you. I really appreciate your time. Elijah and I wish you guys the best of luck in everything that you're doing.
0: Thank you so much. Appreciate that. What's good is brought to you by the Vouch app. What if your Instagram feed was filled only with the things that your friends loved so much they'd recommend them to you? That's Vouch. Discover the best products, podcasts, restaurants, recipes, books, services, and more with Vouch. Download it for free in the Apple App Store for iPhones or Google Play for Android. What's Good is also brought to you by Spark 6, a creative agency that designs and develops mobile apps, websites, and custom software for both startups and Fortune 500 companies. Music is by Connor Price. Find him on Spotify.
1: my time, spend with myself, I wouldn't trade it for anything else, you got my eyes, I got your back, you and-